Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 2 episode 522 sorry 253 of this daily study podcast. I'm not quite sure where the number 500 came from but there we go. Uh, we're going to continue today with our study uh, of September the 7th to, se- to September the 13th covering 3rd Nephi 1 to 7 lift up your head and be of good cheer. And uh, this is really where things start to become quite miraculous. So yesterday we just left off at verse 13 in 3rd Nephi chapter 1, where Nephi has received a um, revelation from God. I mean, that's all, all it can be described as really, that the sign that would be given on the night on that night um, and Christ would be coming into the world. Um and I think, as I mentioned yesterday, that would be a wonderful thing to feel, particularly with the imminent uh, threats of the non-believers that they had given them. Uh, and so in verse 14, I love how it says that, you know, it says, Behold, I come into my unto my own to fulfill all the things which I have made known unto the children of men. Um, you know, it, this wasn't just a, a case of him coming into the world so that, so that the sign could be given, which would save all the believers' lives. Everything that had been spoken of by the Holy Prophets up to this point was leading up to this moment when Christ would come into the world. Um, and I just think it's a beautiful uh, image, image, really, that in verse 15, uh, and this was said on another podcast, so I can't claim the uh, the thought myself uh, on this one, but when Christ came into the world and was born, the first thing that happened, the first thing that he did was save a group, a large group of believers on the other side of the planet. Um, You know, his birth and the signs that followed meant that these believers were able to keep their lives. They were saved physically from the jaws of death. Uh, And it's just a wonderful um, metaphor, a wonderful symbol uh, for what Christ would eventually do for all of us uh, in terms of our souls and our physical lives, uh, in terms of you know, our bodies being resurrected. The Saviour came into the world to save. Uh, and that is exactly what he started doing from the very moment he was born. Uh, and I just thought it was a wonderful, uh, it was, um, you know, point that was made there. But let's have a look at uh, this actual sign, uh, the, the night with no darkness, as it's sometimes called. Um, we know that obviously this is quite a significant um, uh, cosmic event. Uh, which I think that we'd find difficult to believe, uh, you know, in today's world, if we were told that this was going to happen, we'd be like, what, really? I mean, everything we know is that the sun rises and the sun sets. Now, of course, um, you know, having a night with no darkness is not a unheard of thing on this planet. I mean, if you go far enough on the, on the long, uh, I can't never remember if it's, the, if it's the longitude or the latitude in terms of going north or south. Um, but if you go far enough, then there are some places in the world where in sometimes the year it is dark all the time during the day. And it's some, and then on the other side of the, you know, the year, it is light all through the year. So, you know, that isn't a completely unheard of phenomenon, but to have it where, you know, where we think the Nephites were about at this time in central South America, it would be completely unheard of. Or so you think, uh, in the no wine 188 how was there a light with a, a night i should say a night how was there a night with no darkness um there is actually a couple of instances recorded uh, in human history where this kind of thing has happened 
Um, and uh, so I'm going to quote from a couple of paragraphs from it. It says, quote, Hugh Nibley suggested to his students once that this sign could have been caused by a supernova, comparing it to one in AD 1054, which could be seen all over the world and was almost as bright as the sun. Astronomers have documented a supernova in the 11th century, which, according to lead researcher Frank Winkler, provided enough light that people could probably have read manuscripts at midnight by its light. Uh, close quote. So, I mean, that in itself was um, a clear uh, possibility or, or a clear um, precedent that, you know, there is a very, very occasional, I mean, it's not going to happen every week, but it, there's occasional times in thousands of years of human history where this kind of thing has happened. There's also another event that happened a lot more recently, uh, which led to a night with no no darkness. Um and that is just the next paragraph in the Noise. I'll share that with you as well. It says, quote, Yet Samuel made it sound like a new star in the sky was a separate sign from the night without darkness. In this regard, John A. Tvetnus noted some possible similarities to the atmospheric effects caused by an explosion that took place in a remote part of Russia in June th- on June 30th, 1908. Known to scholars simply as the Tunguska event, scientists are still unsure what exactly caused the explosion. Its effect on the night sky, however, is well documented. As reported by NASA, night skies glowed and reports came in that people who lived as far away as Asia could read newspapers outdoors as late as, as, late as midnight. Close quote. So in terms of events that are bright enough to make it, um, you know, light at midnight, uh, it is documented uh, a couple of times in human history that this has happened. It is, and it's also been documented in, within the past 120 years. Uh, and so I think that we need to recognize that, you know, if people want to point at this as a, as an impossible uh, occurrence uh, to have happened uh, in, in the Book of Mormon, well, it certainly isn't. Uh, and I think um, that there are clearly uh, evidences to show that this kind of thing is possible. And of course, with the Lord, everything is possible. But as we know, with the Lord, all things are done in order and in, and in wisdom. Uh, and so this will have had to have been planned uh, for a long time. But of course, he is a God of order and a God of um, preparation. So as we know, um, the, the people recognized these signs uh, and it was as light as though it was midday. And it came to pass the sun uh, did rise in the morning and according to its proper order. And they knew that that was, that was the day the Lord should be born because of the sign which had been given. Uh, we will talk about the people's reaction to this tomorrow uh, in a separate um, discussion because we are focusing today on the Lord will fulfill all his words. But I do want to go to chapter 5 of Third Nephi, verses 1 to 3, because there is a, a small part here where the people react to this. And I think this is how we apply this to ourselves now. Uh, in verses two to three, it says, and this is after all the skirmish with the, the Gadianton robbers, I will add, but this does happen. It says, and they knew that it must be expedient that Christ had come because of the many signs which had been given according to the words uh, of the prophets. And because of the things which had been come to pass already, they knew that it must needs be that all things should come to pass according to that which had been spoken. Therefore, they did forsake all their sins and their abominations and their whoredoms and did serve God with all diligence day and night. Um, I think that uh, this is what we need to learn from this. This is a wonderful story, of course. It's a beautiful story about how the Saviour did save the people, even on his birth. 
there is a great, um, you know, scientific evidence which demonstrates why this could be the case. But the most important message we can take from this is what we do now with this. In the manual, uh, it's, it says at the end, quote, what, did, what do you learn that can help you when you find yourself waiting for blessings promised by the Lord? I mentioned this yesterday, um, you know, uh, that I've had some experiences in my life where, uh, you know, very recently as well, that I've, you know, been expecting something or, or felt something's going to be given and that hasn't quite come at this time. But I think that, you know, um, I mean, one one example is, uh, is I'm hoping to get a, a well, basically a promotion at work or I'm hoping to make a step up in the world of work, which I am in, in teaching as a as a senior leader in a, in a school. Uh, and that hasn't quite happened in the time that I wanted it. Um, but I think that I, uh, I need to recognise that the Lord's will and his plan is not mine. And whilst I had maybe a plan for myself in my head of things, of certain things happening, um, you know, that may not have been the Lord's plan. And so I need to be patient with that and recognise that uh, the time will come and the, his words will be fulfilled. But of course, I need to recognise it will be in his, his, in his time. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed this study today. Uh, I will share the uh, comments and uh, the link to the Know Why as usual on the Facebook group. So please do join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Um, and other people um, are w- w- more than welcome to share what they've been studying, whether it links to the Come Follow Me study or not. I'd love to hear from you. And you can also email session at gmail.com if you'd like to join in a future podcast episode or leave any feedback or comments there. Thank you very much for your time and until we meet again.